Welcome to the Power of Makeup, brought to you by Timely Business Management Software. Celebrity stylist Charlene Campbell has over 20 years' experience in the fashion industry, working her way from the cupboard to designing and founding her own clothing line. Using her knowledge and insight, she's been able to produce a range of ethical, timeless pieces that celebrities love. Today, she tells us how she's balanced her career and family life to find success. Hi, Charlene, and thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Hi, Lan. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited. No, do you know what? I realized that you are literally one of my oldest collaborators when I first started. Because what was it like 20 years ago is when we first met? Yeah, absolutely. So that was really at the beginning of my career. I think um, actually, when I look back, we met through Camille, who was the photographer. And I met her during like literally after about two weeks when I started to fall into makeup. And she was assisting this other photographer. And we were a bit like closed off, you know, she was really quiet and I thought, oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. Um, <laughs> but then we ended up, um, she was studying photography at the time and she needed a makeup artist. And she happened to hear that I was doing a bit on the side and she invited yeah. me to do her, her school stuff. And then that's where I met you, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was her final project. And then um, but it, was, it, it was incredible. It was so abstract. It was amazing. And I'd never worked on anything like that before. So that was really nice to just get so create, be so creative. And I think collectively we did an incredible job. Seeing oh as God. we were so young and so, you know, you, experienced. Um, I mean, yeah. What do you remember from that shoot? I remember... The set was incredible because she had like splashes of paint everywhere and graffiti. Um, the makeup was really dramatic. And um, and I styled it with like tutus and um, lots of vintage pieces. So I really went shopping for things that were just um, classic, but but powerful statements um, for fashion. So, yeah, it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. We used lots of metallics as well. Do you know what? And I remember as well, it had a, a two had to be two models and it was supposed to be twins, but we didn't get twins. And yeah. you know what? That was my first experience of face tape. You know, like now face tape is a big thing, oh, right? Yeah. Getting snatched. <laughs> you may remember, I was like, how am I going to make? And this was very young in my career. I mean, yeah. I'd never done an editorial shoot or anything like that. Not to that extent. Yeah. Um, with production and stuff. And I remember going, how am I going to make this blonde, this brunette, look like twins you know because this is all her own thing um like two two personalities in the same shoot I was like oh my god and then I I don't know how but then I I went into the makeup shops that's how I used to find things and I seen the tape and I was like what does this do and they're like oh it makes your your face lift I was like well at least I could do that and give them all like the same eyebrows or something I took everything away and do you remember it was quite strong wasn't it but I just made all the skin all shiny and I'd be funny it was quite timeless it it looked really good high end for what we for who we were at the time right it's definitely timeless and definitely a piece of art throughout my entire career that I'm that's that would go in my collection of proudest work definitely because I I think we did an incredible job and I remember the motorbike shop where she's on like this vintage motorbike and she's wearing a tutu she had 
the bright pink top on and it was amazing. I mean, it doesn't, I'm not surprised that your career has evolved in the way that it has because, you know. I'm wondering whether that sort of, because it was one of my first shoots, I wonder if that sort of, you know, the whole thing about when I shoot, the first image has got to be amazing or forget it. It goes down. Yeah. I don't like doing it the other way where just build on it, build on it and build on it and see what happens. Cause then you end up yeah. with the best shot at the end and then the rest just looks really weak. But we yeah. always started with like a wow factor and then everything has had to be wow after us. So it was quite high standard, wasn't it? And yeah. I remember like you were quite quiet, bringing all the stuff, very high voice, <laughs> you know, and I was like really scared of you. Um, Cause you really knew your stuff. You really knew your stuff. <laughs> um because you were were you an editor of a magazine at the time or just styling or co-writing yeah I was working on an online magazine that I created because again we were all quite young and new in the business and finding our feet and figuring out ways that we could really launch our careers and get our names out there so Mm. um digital content was growing it was becoming something that we were slowly introducing into the fashion industry and so I thought you know that's something I can do that's something I can try to um, used to showcase my work as well as develop um, as a stylist and journalist and so yeah so I, I was working on an online magazine called annasbell.com that I created and I loved it it was fun it was men's fashion women's fashion a bit of beauty it was fun it was really really good but how did you um because then you started directing your shoots and productions so how did you get into that and what made you like you know, because did you book me? I think when you first, there's a few people that you were working with that are quite good makeup yeah. artists, aren't they? Um, at the time, yeah, yeah, there were a few, a few different makeup artists that I worked with, um, with, but a tiny group. With you being like key in that group that I wanted to work with, because again, we were all at the beginning of our careers and just wanting to grow together. And I think if anything, that's some advice that I would definitely give to the next generation: is finding that core group of um, artists that. Um, reflect your work and, and growing together because yeah some of the collaborations that we worked on um, quite young were amazing so yeah I, I mean when you it. think about what you've done then and now you know in comparison with the makeup artists um, how do you feel that what's has anything changed for you? I think um, the only thing I would say has changed in terms of I think people's approach to makeup is slightly different. Um, And also the clientele has slightly shifted a little bit because a lot of the work that we did was very creative. Um, And as time's gone on with my career, I've also worked with a lot of commercial um, publications, which has meant that a lot of my work has been a lot of natural makeup and and things that are less... um, uh, I'd say definitely something that is more relatable to everyday life. But then I love that creative side where you can be a bit more dramatic, like some of the stuff that you do mm. at like London Fashion Week, really, because then that is that is really what fashion is all about, is pushing those boundaries. But in terms of, like, say, makeup, because you don't really wear anything, or do you? I don't know, when I you do. go out, I mean, you look really hot. So. <laughs> Again, it's very minimal, isn't it? Um, it is minimal, yeah, exactly. It is minimal. I just wear like foundation, but blusher and um, some lip gloss, really. But then also that could be because I like um, easy glam. I like to just prep really easily and, and not feel like it's going to take me two hours to get ready. I think 
some people are very experienced and they're really good at, at doing that fast and, and some people take a little bit longer whereas especially being a mom a working mom I like to get up get ready feel like I look good and, and just get going I remember you used to always bring your little one yeah. everywhere <laughs> and actually yeah, she- She's now working. She's as, now working at, is it Fabulous magazine? Or, yeah, or just Spice Assistant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. styling, yeah. yeah. We bumped into each other when I was doing a celebrity shoot, actually. And I didn't <laughs> realise, you know, that's, <laughs> that's so amazing because you never intended her to work in the industry. I mean, tell yeah. me about, because you're raising a girl. So, I mean, yeah. how was, how is that? Uh, I think it's because ahead. like you, dragging them to work with you every day they kind of they're immersed in this world aren't they and they're soaking up all of this energy and and this creativity and actually for you you're just working but for them it's a real experience and it's definitely something that obviously um really stuck with her and now she's pursuing a career in fashion so I'm very proud very proud of her I'm excited I feel like I've passed on the torch <laughs> and she can take it to the next step and it'll be the same for you but you've got two girls so yeah you know, you've, got, you've got double the double the power I mean when you're looking back you know um because now your your girl is in the industry and if you roll yeah. back to when you first started you know how much was it a struggle for you because I remember you were always yeah. in and out sort of flying about yeah. Yeah, not being it able was. to commit one hundred percent sometimes, or you know, or because it's tough. It's and I think sometimes if you don't have the support or um, the guidance on the steps that you can take, it's just getting that in. I think I do think it's changed slightly now with digital content and um, the way that fashion has evolved, um, thanks to social media and um, the new media. But when we were starting. You know, yeah. that was, digital. That wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, digital wasn't really. I mean, you we did the digital because it was a way of self-publishing, wasn't it? And getting out yeah. there and getting the word out there, and it wasn't really respected then, was it? Not really. It wasn't the done thing. So because of that, it was very difficult to find a way to get into the industry. Once you're in, then you know it's it's great. Mm. You can keep, but it does take a lot of hard work and maintenance and um, working on your your network and your contacts and, and continuing to continuing to develop as an artist is really, really important. Whereas I, I think the benefit for my daughter, for example, if this is something that she definitely wants to continue to pursue, at least hopefully I can be, you know, a, a bank of knowledge for her and, and give her mm. some guidance so that she can really take it to the next level. And, you know, and you were doing all this and you also managed to write a book. I did. What made did. you, Yeah. What For that you? reason, really, that exact reason, because I didn't feel like at the start of my career, I had somewhere that I could go to get some references to understand how to become a stylist. Because um, I actually didn't even know it was a job until I started at London College of Fashion. And one of my tutors said, have you really, have you considered styling? Or, you know, and if she hadn't brought that to my attention, I really wouldn't even know, wouldn't have known it was a job because when you're young, you think fashion design <laughs> or makeup artists and, and that's it. But the industry is so big and there are so many different jobs. So I created, um, so I wrote the book in terms of stylist, um, which launched in Topshop in the good old days <laughs> on, um, on Oxford, Oxford Street. And um, yeah, and it really is just an opportunity to learn about what the different roles are as artists within the industry, terminology, um, and just some key things to learn about starting out as a stylist and how to just get the experience that you would need to really, 
grow in, within that role. I mean, did you assist anybody? Who I was did. Your mentor? My first, um, my first job that really um, made a difference to my career was assisting a stylist called Laurie Smith. She um, was fashion director at FHM Collections magazine, and she taught me everything, absolutely everything. And I'm forever grateful to her. And we're still in contact. And occasionally I send her messages to say how grateful I am, how much, you know, how much she made such a difference to my life because she's amazing. She's she really, really showed me how incredible um, and how vast this role can be and all the different ways that you can approach it. So, um, so you know just want to ask about like socially and stuff have you ever been misunderstood because our industry is so difficult and like as you said styling wasn't a thing you know freelancing and makeup wasn't really a thing you know we all pretty much had to stumble on it unless you assisted somebody you know um you know obviously it's changed now and everyone wants to be a stylist yeah (laughs) or an influencer and stuff so yeah what advice would you give to people that are like starting off in in that arena my advice would be to definitely shadow somebody that is doing this um full time to somebody that knows this job well so if you have an opportunity to intern or be an assistant take that opportunity it it may be junior but there's so much to learn about the role and the contacts that you need to and grow in the role that it's worth every minute absolutely every minute of it um and I would definitely say to do as many test shoots as you can like we did so that you can develop your style because by doing test shoots with like-minded artists you start to see what style works for you and also learn about where to go so the different brands that will work with what you're trying to achieve so that would definitely be my advice is to test where possible with other like-minded artists at a similar level to you mm. um, and also shadow somebody that is doing this if it's you know do it for free just so you, that you can learn on shoots at the job and mm. um, so you can see exactly how it all how it all works I mean did your um obviously with, with kids and stuff so your family they've been very supportive or you know do you still get a get a real job type thing <laughs> well I mean first of all my mom and dad still don't understand what I do they have absolutely no clue and years ago my dad I, think I told you my dad said you've been doing this fashion thing <laughs> like it's a hobby <laughs> like you know I just I just do it for fun um <laughs> and then your partner he's in music so do you yeah, get so do you get double whammy it. of like what yeah. do you guys do or how do you survive yeah, he gets that from his parents too you know this music thing more so his mom I would say than his dad because his dad understands it but um but yeah I do think that sometimes um some family members don't necessarily understand what it does but my brother John actually was really instrumental in supporting me with my career because he worked in the music industry so did my brother Joel but John really wanted me to take a look at how I could get in into the industry and um and he was the one that actually suggested things like internships and stuff so I could learn from people so he was quite instrumental in helping at the beginning and everyone else has been very supportive I think sometimes they just you know didn't really get it <laughs> Did I think my mom that? and I still oh. barely barely get it so <laughs> I think if I said I'm you know I was going to be a doctor or a solicitor it would make far more sense but a stylist like, what's that? 
<laughs> what do they do? And what about your relationship with makeup artists? Because you're very close now to makeup artists. So what, um, like after seeing all the shoots for all these years, you know, what stands out for you? I think natural glow stands out for me. I think something, like I said, that is um, relatable as a working woman, um, as a mum, something that I, I feel really is just... Um, translatable and, and something that everyone can connect with that can still make you feel like you've made an effort and you've got a bit of glam but um but yeah but it still looks like you because yeah, I, think and I mean sorry um just about like on a personal level in terms of foundation because you know over the pandemic you know there was a lot um of subjects brought up about people maybe not being good enough for a dark yeah. skin or you know and there's still the, that conversation flowing around I mean what's your sort of take on like maybe an experience where you went to a counter or when you're buying foundation for yourself or seeing makeup yeah. artists I mean what's your sort of take on that my I take know. is I think what's really important is to see yourself in with brands and um with media so my take on it is I, I don't feel like the industry in the past have embraced women of colour enough and made products available to support brown and black women and that's mm. that's how I felt it has been in the past but I also feel like the industry has been a little bit uh, just a little bit um tougher to penetrate for women of colour really so but I'm glad to see that there is definitely things are evolving and there's definitely um change going in the right direction which is positive um yeah. And I, and I like that brands are being more conscious of, and I think that's the best thing that's come out of the pandemic is our social awareness has completely, mm. completely changed a lot of these approaches for brands because now they're realizing actually, why are we excluding a huge audience? <laughs> why are we ex excluding women that want to be part of this process and want to be part of this brand? And they want to go to the counter and choose a foundation that's in their skin tone because that's the most amazing thing about brown and black skin is there are so many shades so you want a brand that's going to embrace that and, and some brands have done that really well you know mm. for some time but I'd say a lot of them haven't but luckily things are changing so yeah things good. have changed and I mean there's so much choice I mean as a makeup artist I mean you should be able to mix anyway but there is no yeah. excuse for now you know the textures and everything has changed and I think yeah. definitely there there has been a brilliant um, way forward um, yeah. so that leads me to my question um, you know of bringing makeup to the forefront you know because for me it's all about raising the game and it's important about the collaborative team so yeah. to you I mean what is the power of makeup even though you don't wear much but when you do you know or or when you've seen an image or anything at all what what really brings it to you the power of makeup? I think make the power of makeup can echo confidence and it can tell a story with an image or um, or just with a look really. And that in itself is so powerful um, that I think it, it's, I mean, it's something that's been around for centuries. So it's not something that we've just begun to use to tell our stories, but I love that makeup can be so powerful that you can literally echo your emotions, echo, you know, your confidence, echo whatever it may be that you, want to portray 
and and I love that. I love that about makeup. Though I don't wear lots of makeup, mm. I do like to sometimes inject pops of colour because I may be feeling, yeah, maybe yeah. feeling it, you know. I think it's more in your clothes though. You do inject like a nice red <laughs> shoe, green shoe or yeah. something really cool. Um, I was actually going to wear a red blazer and then I thought, yeah. <laughs> and just to celebrate you know congratulations you launched a you know most people closed down over the pandemic beauty went up but you end up launching a whole new brand I did I did did it's a pandemic baby I'm I'm very proud of it it's um it's my clothing collection called Miss Campbell which Mm. is it's just wardrobe essentials so it's the kind of stuff that every woman needs to have in her wardrobe it's you know underwear um vests leggings and robes so just all your basics that you'll need to have at home um, to just stay comfortable all day all night and it's all made in the UK so I'm definitely focused on ensuring that the brand stays within the UK um, just so we remain ethical and sustainable Mm. and um, we use like 100% cotton and yeah I'm I'm very proud of it it's been featured quite a lot it was rated most comfy in Hello magazine really big really big brand so that was a very proud moment for me so yeah I'm excited about it oh so good to see and and has anyone helped you that was just literally yourself um well I've definitely had a really strong team of people that supported me with it but yeah essentially it's me really that's growing it (laughs) and developing so yeah wow um and are you planning what so what's your plan now what else is it that you're well, my next steps are really to just continue to look at mar- other markets for the brand, um, other areas that we can grow. I'm looking at um, creating more of a presence in the US. Um, so there's a market in Miami for the brand, which which I'm very confident will continue to do well. And um, and how are you? How are you um, coping with the whole you know the relationship between the brand from UK and US with the whole Brexit? Is it affecting anything? Because it is really. made in the UK, so. Not really, because we're such a small brand. So I don't feel like it's having a big enough impact um, on us. And I don't, and I'm very conscious about keeping levels low in terms of what we produce. So it's not necessarily about, you know, taking over the market and being, you know, the biggest brand on the planet. That's not what the brand is about. The brand is an independent brand um, that is readily available in the UK, but also you know, developing in markets where, for example, um, women want to have a, a taste of the UK and they want to know that they're getting an authentic product from the UK. So, yeah, it's it's, it's going really good. And I'm really excited about the next steps and how it's going to grow over the next five years. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I can't wait to see um, how big it gets for you. Um, thank, you. thank you for wearing it. You wore yes. the, uh, the grey robe, which looks amazing when you were pregnant. That's so. right. Yeah, I wore it all around the house in the bedroom. I was doing my <laughs> diligence, trying on social media. You know, was it comfy? Um, was it comfortable? Um, thank you so much. Um, oh, you're welcome. Was it comfortable? It was very comfortable. I mean, I'm a bit of a short arse though, um, so it dragged, but that felt good because it just made me look taller, which is fabulous. <laughs> and it made my bum look really tiny. It was actually huge, but it was so slim as well. Um, if you can do that when you're pregnant but yeah it was really soft really comfortable and I absolutely loved it and so thank yeah well, well done in in creating this bad boy so um Charlene just as my last question and I'd say thank you very much um for spending some time with me um 
if you could tell your younger self or you want to send a message to your little one, you know, going into yeah. the industry in whatever form, wherever she may go, she may fall into fashion, um, yeah. makeup, hair, you know, what advice are you giving her? Because she's only, what, 16? 18. Oh, 18. She's 18. Can you believe I've got an 18 year old? No. Well, <laughs> can you look at 20 yourself? How do we have kids? I just don't know how this happened. Um, I think I would say to my younger self, enjoy the moment because the thing about our industry is it's not about the final destination. It's about the journey and enjoying the growth. And I think I was very hard on myself at times where I didn't allow myself to just enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. I think that would be the best advice I would give to myself is just enjoy it and capture the moment a little bit more. So I can create a bit more of a a memory box, like an archive, which is great now. And that's the difference with this generation compared to us. We didn't really have social media. We had MySpace. But yeah, <laughs> that was kind of it. We didn't have like Instagram and you know all these other platforms. So we didn't document our lives as much as everybody does now. So um yeah, I would definitely say enjoy the moment and capture the moment just a little bit more so that you can look back and, and see the growth and the journey and how far you've come. But yeah, definitely. Oh, brilliant. Is there anything else? that you want to share uh, yeah what would you say to your younger self um I mean I was quite not to listen to to, to other people you know like negativity I mean I think I was strongest when I was so so tunnel vision and being positive and as yeah. soon as I let a few things creep in you know it hurt my confidence in a way yeah. um so it's like giving um clout to that negativity which um I should have just like gone in you know just zoom in and just not not bother and just yeah. kept going the way I was but you know it's it's a lesson and I yeah. think um I think it's just being true to yourself just honest and yeah. integrity like you can't really you can't really fault that you know just go with your gut and and be a nice person and that's so true I'm so glad you said that actually because that's a really good point for me too I think would be to don't let any negativity knock your confidence because I definitely had moments like that and that's why I'm saying about enjoy the moment and, and don't you know don't get overwhelmed by it because I was so I put so much pressure on myself really from some of the negative experiences that I would have mm. um whether it was a client or you know colleagues uh, whoever I may be working with that may not have been as supportive as they could have been or didn't understand my approach to how something could look so yeah, absolutely. And that can knock your confidence over time, but you've got to just believe in yourself and stay focused on what works for you because actually that's what makes you an individual in this industry. So, yeah. <laughs> right, Charlene. Well, thank you so much for your insight and congratulations on all the things that you've achieved. Um, thank you. And I uh, hopefully see you soon. Yeah, congratulations to you, Lan. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we've been friends for such a long time. And, and it's so lovely to see how things have evolved. And congratulations on, you know, all your, your awards and your accolades you've done. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Really good. <laughs>